I V M. Cruelty, insanity, desertion, adultery, leprosy, sexually transmitted diseases, religious conversions. What are we talking about? Love, marriage, and divorce, of course. Welcome to the show, The Longest Constitution, where we wade into the depths of our constitution to figure out how it is designed to transform our everyday lives. In the first episode, we are looking at sex and relationships around sex, from sex work to pornography to marriage. In the past episodes, we saw how divorce in the Hindu Marriage Act is anti-freedom, how it is fault-based, and that the act works towards preserving the institution of marriage rather than the sanity or happiness of those in it. And this single act governs unfairly Buddhists, Jains, Sikhs. And we will take this up later, but for now, what if you don't belong to any of these religions or faiths? Then what happens? And that tells us that while the constitution grants us equality, irrespective of whether we are women, men, or transgender, religions don't. Religions grant men more rights than women, and obviously because they are literally man-made, made by men for men, and that's how I see it. And so, scores of men and women have discovered that although they are equal citizens of this country, their religion and gender makes them unequal. Today's starting and startling story is about one Narasu Appamali. In 1946, the Bombay Prevention of Hindu Bigamist Marriage Act was passed, which abolished bigamy for Hindus. And what's that? That's the act of marrying to women. That is a man marrying to women. But the act was to regulate Hindus and not Muslims. Now, one Hindu man, Narasu Appa, felt that as a Hindu, he was being discriminated against. So this man argues in court, "Hey, my Muslim friends can have four wives, but me just one. Boohoo! Life is so unfair." What he didn't ask was, "Why can't everyone have two spouses?" And that would be genuinely egalitarian. So it was equality amongst men. He argued that as a Hindu, he was actually losing out from the presumably delightful prospect of having two wives. The court did not accept the argument and upheld the validity of the law. So, under Article 13 of the Indian Constitution, whatever is inconsistent with the Constitution will be held void. But, but, but there is also Article 372, which means that things inconsistent with the Constitution won't be void until they are repealed or amended, and that requires human effort. What does that mean? That means like the garbage in our house. Yes, yucky. But until you actually pick it up, nobody else will. So the legal muck in our lives is our task, and litigation is one of the ways. Anyway, back to Mr. Narasu, who I guess lived a monogamous life after this judgment. But it does point to the very uneasy tension between religious customs and the constitution. So Appa, however, didn't actually suffer on account of the law. But Mary Sonia Zakaria. Amini E J and Mrs Agnes did. Who are these women? These were Christian women who had cruel Christian husbands who deserted them, insulted them, and why would anybody want to stay married to such creatures? 
Now, Christian marriage divorce is governed by Christian family law, and that's the Christian Marriage Act of 1872 and the India Divorce Act of 1869, which stayed in place till 2001. And certain sections of these acts let the husband file a divorce if the wife committed adultery, but a Christian woman had to prove aggravated adultery. Now, what's aggravated adultery? That's adultery as well as something else like incest, bestiality, or cruelty. In 1995, Mary and Amini challenged Section 10 of the India Divorce Act, and they said all other Indian women of other religions, other than Christianity, of course, are entitled to get a divorce just on the grounds of cruelty or desertion, but not them. These sections, along with others of Christian family law, were challenged in court on the ground that they were incompatible with the Constitution. And this was a case argued by the great Indra Jaisingh, and we will meet her again. And what she asked was that why do Christian women have this burden to prove like incestuous adultery? What? So it's not enough that the husband is sleeping around; it has to be incestuous adultery. Jesus Christ! So how many rights one has depends on which religion one is regulated with, and that is a huge obstacle clearly. And women are unequal because religions are unequal. and everybody wants a better deal the constitution is exactly about getting a better deal than the one you were born into and equality is about comparison so compare it's constitutional in mary zakaria versus union of india 1995 the court severed the words incestuous from adultery and recognized that section 10 of the act was not gender fair and that reminds us that marriage inheritance adoption and divorce are not driven by the constitution's vision of equality but our religious identities and that's what's called personal laws what's important to remember right now is that the india divorce act was amended in 2001 which expanded divorce rights and made the provisions gender equal great that's one battle won but there are so many left to go like bye 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 talaq 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 whoa what's going on Instant coffee is excellent, but instant divorce not so sure. So let me add, instant talaq is unilateral and extrajudicial. And is it surprising that this right lies solely with the man under Islamic law? Just reminds me that religions are actually made by men for men. So while there are three kinds of talaq in Islamic law, and there are two other kinds of divorce like khula, that's divorce initiated by the wife, then there's mubarat, that's divorce by mutual consent. This petition filed in 2017 by Shaira Bano, not the actress, not Mrs. Dilip Kumar, challenged the constitutionality of instant triple talaq, and that's called talaq e bidat. and she argued that it violates her fundamental rights under the indian constitution and so indra jaisingh argued in the supreme court that all religious laws should in fact be subjected to the constitution's vision and that it made no sense that under islamic law a man could whatsapp email write the law while a muslim woman would have to approach a court of law to obtain a divorce that's not equal and that's not fair So in 2017 the Supreme Court struck down instant talaq and the two other slower filter coffee versions of talaq that's talaq asan and talaq hasan remain legal but 
parliament went one step ahead in the act muslim women protection of rights on marriage passed in 2019 this new shiny law stated that any pronouncement of talaq by a muslim husband upon his wife by words either spoken or written or communicated shall be void and illegal and a man who does so can be sent to jail and fine that's huge so triple talaq was struck down and quickly criminalized and it's hard to understand how divorce itself can be a crime i mean if it is a void how can it be a crime and for any act to be criminal in nature it must cause an injury or harm the community at large so i am still not clear how exactly this is a right for muslim women and the great great sticky issue the elephant in the room of islamic law that's polygamy remains unaddressed and that's exactly what personal laws do personal laws personally prevent women from exercising their constitutional rights of equality and differentiate between women and men on the basis of their religion and of course underneath all this is the continuing public problem of marital rape which we discussed in the last episode so parliament has the time to criminalize triple talaq but not marital rape i mean something is out of balance here so in this episode we looked at religious personal laws christian personal laws and how arbitrary they are within and compared with each other but what if one doesn't want to marry under a religious personal law what if one is an atheist in that case you are special really in the next episode we will look at the act special marriage act and what makes it so special and so unconstitutional if you have questions clarifications or just want to chat about the constitution i tweet at fundamentally p and you can follow the longest constitution on instagram as well i would love to hear from you